Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E. My co-host, Dr. Dana Palmer and Dr. Andrew Rothschild can't be with me today. Uh, but with me, I have a very special guest. Uh, I consider him to be one of my original Padawans, and he has since went on to become a Jedi Master. And I'm pretty sure you know what a Padawan is, right? It's Dr. Dave Tilly from Shift Movement Science. You know what a Padawan is, right, Dave? I do, I do. Yeah, and he's also uh, one of my, on one of my favorite podcasts, the Ask Mike Reinhold Show. So... Uh, Dave, give a little introduction real quick, and then you have, uh, I think, a really good story for our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So first, thank you for letting me come on and just chat. And uh, also, thank you. Yeah, man, I was just a young duckling out of grad school, overwhelmed and flustered, and uh, you were one of the first people to kind of help me get my feet underneath me. So I greatly appreciate that, and I've been grateful to kind of pass mentors, you know, moved from you to more Mike and Lenny now. But uh, yeah, so I'm a... uh, sports PT. I uh, did PT school and uh, strength conditioning stuff, did the SCS. And then I work at uh, champion physical therapy up in Boston now with a ridiculously amazing squad of physical therapists and strength coaches and uh, also coach gymnastics. I run an online business called shift. As you mentioned, that's education and medical stuff and whatever else nerdy things come into mind. So that's where I'm at now. It's been a ride as I'll share, but uh, it's, uh, it's been fun. So yeah, thanks for having me in. Yeah, no problem. I remember when you attended my course in New York City, probably like, I don't know, five or six years ago or something yeah, like that. And you're like, hey, you know, this is just on a DL, but um, I'm going to go work uh, with Mike and, and Lenny up at Champion. And I was just so happy for you. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild the way it worked out. I, my S, like the SES stuff and my CSES stuff was progressing and I was already considering changing jobs. And then um, I actually met, I went with you, I, I met you at SFMA and then Lenny was there. And um, it kind of happened organically that I asked if I could shadow for my SES because all the review research was on shoulder and elbow from Mike and Lenny anyways. And I'd never treated a Tommy John or an elbow. So I shadowed them and then it worked out well. But yeah, I met uh, met Lenny at that course too. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I, and Mike stopped by as well, but uh, I know that was more just like a cameo. Yep. Yeah, he did. And uh, I do remember that though. I, it was your TMJ course and I took it and I was like, I had just actually quit my job like two days before and then went there and nobody knew that I was going to be doing it. But I, cause I had to keep it like, you know, kind of quiet until my insurance stuff canceled. But uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's your story? I, I, I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah. So I've, I've chatted about this before a few times, danced around it, but I've never actually shared the whole story. And it's probably it's probably good to dive into it and share it because I know a lot of people are in this situation in PT school. So long story short is I went through grad school for PT school and like did okay. I did pretty well. I'm proudly a B, B plus student. You know, I never was smoking A's on everything, but I wasn't failing everything. And so it was like, it was good. You know, I was doing pretty well. And uh, I will preface the story with I'm a very different human now. I had a massive ego when I was uh, that age, when I was like kind of 20, 21, 22. I don't know. You know, it's just, I felt like I, could. I don't know. It was like, you know, insecurity and fear is really the driver of most people's egos, as was mine. But um, hold on a second. I, um, I got to interrupt you. You said B like beta plus student, right? Because it sounded like D delta. <laughs> no, B, B plus. B is in boy. Okay. Yeah, I was a solid B plus student happily. You know, I wasn't on either side of the fence. But uh, so I went through my, my undergrad. I went to Springfield College and um, went well. Like I enjoyed it. And I did uh, my first clinical placement was in. Um, uh, sports rehab, kind of like, um, a company that I actually got a job with after the fact down the road. But, you know, it was like, it was totally my jam. I'm a sports ortho kind of guy. I loved it. Um, I was really in that ballpark. So I was studying so much of that material on my free time because I liked it. And so I went to PT school, did that. And then like my first clinical just completely went amazing, right? Like I, I did really well. I had my own, uh, kind of caseload by the end of it, helping people. And, uh, they offered me a job when I was done with school and I was like, Oh, this is awesome. So looking back, it was probably the worst thing because it fueled my ego to like a, a level that was unfathomable. But um, my next rotation was acute care it was like in an inpatient hospital between um, an ICU, um, an emergency room, and then a gen med floor. And so obviously, it was like super intimidating to me. And I didn't want to do it. I had like, like I said, kind of ego driven, I just didn't want to be there. But I was kind of going through the motions. And um, I will say in advance that it's probably, I, I fully take on all the things that I did wrong. It was probably like 80% of my ego and not studying enough and trying to just get through it. And, but there was a lot of issues with the CI that I was mentioning with, and I'm not going to go into the hospital or names, but there were issues with the interactions of the CI and myself and kind of like what I felt was a little bit unfair and like the expectations of, of what I was doing. It was real aggressive. Um, but that, that ortho, that clinical also had an ortho component. So like, it was like two days in ortho, two days in like ICU, whatever. And so I would do really, really well on the ortho side, but then like on the acute care side, there was always just like tons of stuff I was like not doing well and like feeling uncomfortable about. And like, I, it just slowly built up over time is that the more like mistakes I would make, the more it felt like I felt like the, the CI was like out to get me and like kind of get a gotcha moment, you know, she would, she would sometimes call me out in the middle of stuff and it would make me really, really uncomfortable. And like, it's different than having a conversation behind the patients. But like I said, I should have handled that differently. I should have studied more. I should have gone, you know, way above and beyond and gotten all my stuff down. And, and I failed because it was my, my fault. Don't get me wrong. But, um, five weeks in, you know, we have a meeting. She's like, it's not going that well with acute care. I think you should really think about what's going on. So the school gets involved and we're having meetings and they're, it's not really, coming to fruition of what's going to happen if I don't change myself, you know, I'm like still kind of expecting to just get through and it gets to seven weeks out of my uh, 10 week clinical, maybe 12. I don't know. I think it was 10, but uh, they're like, listen, if you don't do better, you're going to fail. And if you fail, you get kicked out of school. And I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Like that's, 
that's crazy. And I always knew that, but I didn't realize we were that at that point, you know what I mean? And so, um, I actually did much, much better weeks, seven, eight, nine, and 10. But by the end of it, we had like a big meeting and like all that kind of stuff. And my, essentially they said like, you've made massive progress and it's better, but it wasn't enough and you failed. And it was devastating. I just remember just like completely bawling my eyes out, like in front of my, my CI in front of the staff there and like all that stuff. And, you know, the staff left and it was just me and the, the clinical uh, coordinator for our school. And uh, I just couldn't fathom it. I was like, so I'm kicked out after six and a half years of work. And this is my last semester, uh, kick six and a half years of work. And I have $230,000 in debt and I'm kicked out. And like, she was like, yeah, well, at least you have a good bachelor's. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like it was, it was so beyond brutal. I had no idea how to handle it. So exactly what you imagined would happen, happened. I got kicked out and, you know, was just completely crushed. And, you know, there's a, there's a history of like depression and some like addiction stuff in my family. But like that for me, like put me in a spiral of a dark hole that I don't even want to like ever wish on the worst of people. But like, it was like two weeks, man, if I just didn't, didn't leave my room, I didn't really eat that much. I was completely crushed. You know, my family helped me out, my my dad and stuff. But like, there's nothing that you can say or do at that point that's going to make it better. And then I think it was like after a week or so, or two, when the dust settled, the school reached out to me and said, you know, we've reviewed your case and this and that, and we have some policies around this. And if you want to try to um, write a long paper and discuss what you did wrong and, you know, plea your case for an hour in front of the board and a student elect body of like representatives, we can consider readmittance under probation. So that's what I did. I just like, I don't, I kind of like blacked out that month. I'm not going to lie. But like, I, I wrote this long paper with my friend who was a, thankfully a really good, uh, you know, editor, grammar type stuff like that. So wrote a long paper and um, had like an hour and a half long review board session in front of the dean, all the professors and all of the students that were represented from each class and just pled my case about, you know, I screwed up. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't realize it's my fault. hundred percent. Like, um, I just have to, I have to get back in because like my life's going to be crushed if I have this much, I have quarter million dollars in debt and I have all this stuff. And so it went through to the fact that they did let me back in, uh, you know, by the grace of goodness. And, um, it was just a crazy after that, because I went to my, um, the, the condition was you get back in your probation, you have to repeat the, another clinical at the end of, um, graduation instead of graduating. So I went back to my third clinical then, and it was actually a home care rotation, which was like super aggressive and the same kind of stuff I was doing with the hospital, but no doctor or surgeons around. So that went super well. Um, I know it's probably because I was obviously scared, uh, poopless that I was going to have something go wrong. But, um, the clinical instructor said I did amazing and I got a really high mark. They offered me a job and things went well. Um, and so we went back to school for six weeks, did our research dissertation. I just remember nobody really knew that much, but when I went back to class, we had six weeks to do our research and take electives and everybody was like, Oh, how'd it go? And I was like, well, I got kicked out and, uh, I got back in, but I'm not going to graduate. I can't walk with anybody. I can't do anything. You know, when I, when you guys all graduate and party and stuff, I'm going to have to start a clinical. And so that's what happened to me. And it was, it was awful. It was a grind. It was like really, really brutally emotionally. So it's how like, you know, deal with that when everybody else is like celebrating, partying, going crazy. And, uh, it went through, I did my research dissertation that went fine. And then, um, yeah, the, ironically the day that everybody else, um, had their party, walked at graduation, you know, did a huge celebration. I woke up at six in the morning and drove to another clinical and I started a clinical. And I think there was some mercy there because the, um, I'd done my home care rotation and they saw that I had a good review and good clinical. So they changed my last repeat clinical to an outpatient ortho, which is what I was going to get a job in. So I think because things went well on the home care rotation, they allowed me to do a repeat clinical that was not. So 
I, uh, 12 weeks just, you know, worked my face off and just went through another clinical and uh, that one went really well. They offered me a job as well and, uh, it all went pretty smooth. And then, uh, yeah, so I like, I went all the way through and I, I actually ended up being, uh, graduating quote unquote in, uh, August of 2013. And, uh, I walked, I, I drove to school the last day I walked into the office, they gave me a handshake and I walked out. That was my graduation. So I, uh, then moved to Boston and it's funny the way it all works out. I mean, I was like, you talk about chip on shoulder, man. I was furious when I got back. I, and again, this is still ego. It took me a couple of years to realize what happened. This is why I wrote the blog post about it. But, um, at that time I was like, I'm going to stick it to all you. I'm going to show you, screw you, blah, blah, blah. And my, um, the first clinical I worked at gave me a job offer at a new site they were opening. So I worked there, but this is like an unhealthy thing that I don't recommend any students do. And I tell this to all the people that I work with now, I easily worked between coaching gymnastics, reading and taking courses and all that kind of stuff. I probably worked minimum 80 hours per week to probably a hundred hours per week for the first two years, because I was so pissed of what happened and how embarrassed I was and how bad I felt. I was like, I refuse to ever feel as miserable as I did. Like I, I remember in the, in the point of my, in my clinical with the acute care, I was taking anxiety medication because I couldn't look my CI in the eye. Cause I was so mad. Like I couldn't sleep. I was super depressed and like, it was brutal. It's ironic. This is mental health awareness month when we were, or week when we we're recording this, but I was in a rough spot, man. So like when I kind of came out, I was like, I refuse to ever feel that way again. And it was, it was awful that it took me to get there. But in the same time, I would have never put in the hours that I put in the first two years to get ahead, quote unquote, and learn all my stuff that I did feel like I didn't have from school. If it wasn't for that experience, like I, I probably spent 20, 10 to $20,000 in con ed and courses and just lived super boring and didn't buy anything and didn't go out. I just like completely blacked out for those two years. And I don't recommend that to people. It's not healthy and I, I, I'm not doing it ever again. But um, yeah, those two years of, I would, I would wake up at five and read research till seven. I would see patients till three. I would go to the, I'd work out till four. Then I would go coach gymnastics from five to nine and I'd repeat that. And then I would work weekends. I built shift during that time. Um, I started traveling and speaking more during that time, but all of that work progressed towards, you know, I wanted to get my SCS cause I felt like I needed more to help athletes and gymnasts and my CSCS. And so I, um, started studying that stuff on my home at my own. Cause I wanted to, I wanted to make money. I didn't want to do a residency. And so I, uh, continued to do that stuff home study wise, and then got my hours. I shadowed, did all the stuff you need to do did the EMR and, um, Mike and Lenny were, um, all the research for shoulder and elbow that I was reading in my review courses and doing it. So I, um, I went to, um, there, I went to champion the old champion version to, to study, to study and shadow and stuff like that. And it's really weird how it worked out is that if I hadn't actually graduated late, I wouldn't have the new clinic that I got the first job at wouldn't have been open. And that first clinic was great for starting out as a new grad, but like, I just didn't agree with everything that was happening. It was super busy. It was super fast paced. I didn't feel like I was helping people. And so I was kind of on the search for something else when I was at that two year point at the end of that, when I was going to move on. But then I met, um, you know, I had been talking with you at this point and obviously I had done a lot of mentorship with you and kind of learned about what I wanted to do. But the next transition into sports ortho felt like I needed to be with people who are kind of more like Mike, who had like, you know, baseball experience and pro stuff for gymnastics. And so I went to SFMA, met Lenny one random time. And then I asked if I could shadow and they said yes. And then, uh, I shadowed for probably like six weeks. I would 
you know, work six or seven to one. And then I would go shadow them from one to four. And then I would drive back and coach five to nine. And then just over time, you know, they were growing and expanding. And Mike one day was like, Hey, do you, do you like your job? And I was like, mm, I'm considering moving. And, uh, it kind of grew organically from there. I mean, you know, Mike said, I asked, I was like, Oh, do you need like resume cover letter, all that kind of stuff. And Mike was like, yeah, well you have a lot of stuff online and we've read, we've like stalked you quite a bit and like your experience speaks for itself. And then we had a long meeting and uh, it worked out pretty well that they thought I was valuable. And so I was the first external hire for PT that Champion had back in 2015. And uh, it's always hilarious because my first day working, I was I, I went to my old boss and I was like, uh, I think I'm going to move on, whatever it is. And then like we were planning because I had to cut all my ties with insurance companies. And so then it moved on. And then uh, Lenny's daughter was born uh, early, I think. And uh, he was like, um, you're starting now. So I took Lenny's I took Lenny's caseload on a Wednesday, uh, uh, like at whatever time is, I don't know the date of his daughter's birthday, but that was what it was. And uh, just from there, man, I just slowly transitioned over. And uh, Mike and Lenny are amazing in so many ways from a business point of view, from a mentorship point of view, but they're also just like, you know, they'll do anything for you if, if you're willing to put in the work. And so it's been four years since then, but yeah, it's, it's, it was at the time, it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. And it, it was a dark, dark, dark time, but like what it gave me for perspective, ego management, skill set, self-awareness, and, um, just relentless work ethic, I think is what has gotten me, what got me to champion. And then what has now stayed and has allowed me to kind of do what I'm doing now with gymnastics and shift and stuff like that. So that's the story. And, uh, I know a lot, a lot of PT students and AT students and med students have reached out to me and emailed me after I wrote that blog post. And so I feel like it's really hard to have that introspection and share the story, but the more you can kind of come to terms with your darkest fears, insecurities, and kind of demons, so to speak, if you can address them and deal with them and share them with people, it allows you to then be a mentor for other people who probably have a similar problem. So that's it, man. That's, that's the, the, the version of it. Wow. That's a, that's an awesome story. And I remember thinking, you used to even talk about it on Mike's podcast and um, on your blog about how much research you read and how much work you were doing, but I had no idea. You know, I even thought, wow, he, this guy reads a lot of research. Like you're basically half your social media is you posting about what research you're reading, you know? Um, and I think everyone should re research, but I'd like try to stick it to like one or two articles a week, not like whatever, 10 a day, like you were doing. Yeah, it's uh, it was different, man. It was like, I definitely had a phase. I'm now in a phase now where I just do it because I like it. But at that point, again, it was like chip on shoulder. I'm going to stick it to all of you. I refuse to feel that way. And like, again, this is unhealthy. I do not recommend you do this, but I was easily reading and studying four to five hours a day, working in the clinic nine hours and coaching about five hours. And I was sleeping like four to five hours or maybe even six tops. And it completely ruined me. Like I got burnt out and I had to go the other way. But like there was a, a for that first two years, I was, I was like foaming at the mouth relentless about like, I need to learn everything. So I never feel bad about what it, what happened to me again. <laughs> sure, man. That's nuts. I, I never would have known just like, you know, meeting you and just interacting with you, but man, I'm glad you came out of that and uh, look where you are now. What a, yeah. what a bunch of lemonade you made. Well, thank you. Yes. I, I must say I had amazing support. I only got through it because I had amazing support from my friends and family and other people, like I said, who, who kind of helped me in the, in the toughest of times. So the lesson here is that my, my instinct was to withdraw and hide from the world and just be like, you know, a, an introvert clone for two years and not talk to anybody because I was so pissed, but slowly, but surely being with people and sharing your story and kind of like allowing people to, you know, get inside a little bit that, that helped me the most. So don't, don't hide if you're going through something that's brutal like this. Yeah. 
All right, Dave. Well, that was awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, so I have uh, all my like handles are just Shift Movement Science, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email, whatever. If you're into that stuff, uh, I do have some courses online if you want to learn about the nerdy stuff I do. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. No problem. Thank you. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.